بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد brothers and sisters we come to the last of this uh, of the beautiful pieces of advice of uh, sheikh abdullah haddad rahimahullah and where he said that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept you busy in dua, know that he wants to give you. SubhanAllah, this is something which I uh, remember reading elsewhere also. I think it was um, probably from uh, Imam Ibn al-Qayyim or somebody who said that if Allah, if you are making some dua, which means if Allah is permitting you to make a dua, then know that Allah wants to give that thing to you. How beautiful is that? So if I'm making dua for the maghfirat of Allah, I say, oh Allah, forgive me, it means Allah wants to forgive me. If I make dua and say, oh Allah, give me jannah, it means that Allah, inshallah, wants to give me jannah. If I say, oh Allah, show me Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this life, in my dream or otherwise, then it means, inshallah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to do this. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to make uh, du'as which are beneficial for us. That is why it is very, uh, so that's the, this is also the uh, beautiful reason to uh, to recall and memorize and remember and make the du'as that Rasulullah used to make. Because nobody can make a better du'a than the Prophet So if we remember his du'as, and we make those du'as, inshallah, there is special barakah. And of course, du'a is not restricted to any particular uh, form, even though there is great barakah in making the du'as of the Qur'an. For example, رَبَّنَا هَاتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنَةٌ وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنَةٌ وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ Such an easy du'a and completely so complete and so composite and so uh, encompassing of everything. Oh Allah, give me the the... the uh, what is good in the world and give me what is good in the akhirah and save me from the fire. I mean, what's more beautiful than that? So also the du'as, many du'as on Nabi Sallam. So it is important for us to uh, to remember this. The Sahaba, Nabi Sallam used to make du'a all the time. And, and subhanAllah, there are du'as of, of the Nabi Sallam for every single thing. You think about this and you say, how did he do that? He began whatever action he did. He began with the with the, the praise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with remembering Allah and with asking Allah for whatever it was, success in what he was doing. So this, his, his whole life was dua itself. One of the sahaba, may Allah bless them and may Allah reward them. Through them we have our deen. He said to him, he asked, he said, Ya Rasulullah, you make duas the whole time for so many different things. He said, we have problem remembering all those duas, to, to memorize them and to remember them and recall them at the right time, we have difficulty. So can you teach me a dua, that is one dua which will uh, suffice for all my needs throughout. And Rasulullah taught him this beautiful dua. Allahumma inni asaluka min khayri ma asalaka minhu nabiyuka Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'uzubika min sharri ma sta'aza minhu nabiyuka Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa anta al-musta'an wa alayka al-balaq 
In effect, the dua is, Oh Allah, give me whatever good that Rasulullah used to ask you and save me from whatever that Nabi sought protection from and you are the greatest and you may, may you be glorified. And we ask you are the best of helpers until Musta'an and you may you be glorified all glorification is to you and no one has any power or authority or ability or capability or strength to do anything except yourself now this is just one dua and Nabi said see this beautiful dua we are asking Allah oh Allah give me all the good that Nabi used to ask and save me from all the evil that he used to seek protection from I mean imagine how beautiful this is so remember these duas Allah said, and your Rabb said, call me, invoke me, make dua to me, and ask me for anything, and I will respond to your dua. How beautiful is that? That we have complete and total certainty that Allah Jalla Jalaluhu is listening to us, and not simply listening, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you ask me, and I will give you. Verily, those who scorn my worship and do not accept Islam or do not make dua, they will surely enter Jahannam in humiliation. And this is for those who refuse to accept Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and who deny His mercy. If you deny His mercy, then you get whatever you have been, uh, whatever you expect. Now, uh, in Surah Al-Baqarah, in the middle of the ayat relating to Ramadan, and the Ramadan Al-Karim, as we know, the purpose of Ramadan is to make us muttaqeen. The purpose of fasting is to make us muttaqeen. لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمْ يَعِيُّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ السِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Allah said, oh, you believe, fasting has been prescribed upon you as it had been prescribed upon those who came before you so that you may become muttaqoon, so that you may become people who uh, are concerned about the um, pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, now when a person has become concerned about the pleasure of Allah he wants to know about Allah the person is concerned about his akhirah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said وَإِذَا سَأَلَكَ عِبَادِي عَنِّي فَإِنِّي قَرِيبُ أُجِبُ دَعْتَ الدَّعِي إِذَا دَعَان فَلْيَسْتَجِيبُوا لِي وَلْيُؤْمِنُوا بِي لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ And when my slaves ask you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam, concerning me, tell them, answer them, I am indeed near them. Yeah, in a way that suits Allah's majesty and grace by His knowledge, inshallah, I respond to the du'as of the person making du'a. The invocations of the supplicant. Uh, when he calls on me without any intercessors. Right? So the condition is there should be no uh, there should be no shirk without intercessors. When he calls on me without intercessors, so let them obey me and believe in me so that they may be rightly guided. لَعَلَّهُمْ يَرْشُدُونَ Let them obey and let them believe. Now, this is the 
condition of dua. So therefore, if we find, for example, sometimes people say, oh, you know, I keep making dua, but nothing happens. Well, what we need to do is to ask ourselves and look at our own lives and say, how is my life going? Hmm? I want to make dua, I agree. I want my dua to be accepted. That's true. But as far as my life is concerned, am I living my life in a way where uh, it looks like my dua will be accepted? Am I Is my life uh, obedient to Allah or disobedient? Now, this is very important to keep in mind and to ask ourselves this question continuously. Is my uh, life obedient to Allah or disobedient? Because if I am disobedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then it is then it is likely I don't say Allah will not accept because I, I don't make statements on behalf of Allah. But I'm saying that it is likely that the dua will not be accepted because the dua is uh, being made by somebody who is a uh, who is a uh, who is a disobedient person, right? So if the dua is made by somebody who is disobedient, then the chances are that this dua is not going to be accepted. So that is the reason why we must be very careful and we must ensure that we obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all respects. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Fastajibuni waliwanubi and have iman, have faith. And the faith is the tawakkul on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not to give up making dua. Nabi sallallahu said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives, but the slave stops making dua before he can get it. Allah is the one who knows what is the best thing to give us and what is the best time to give us. SubhanAllah, if you live as long as I have lived, you will remember du'as that you used to make at some point in life, in your life, at some time in your life, which today you are very happy that Allah did not give you those things. Because if Allah had given you what you were asking for, you would have been in serious trouble today. You would have been begging Allah to take it away, that thing which you asked Him for. And that is why Allah knows and we don't know. This is like a little child asking the mother for a knife. The mother will not give it. Even though she can give it, she will not give it because she knows what harm it can do because this child is not, does not have the shaur, doesn't have the understanding uh, about this knife. And the same mother will give him the knife when he's old. And she will ask him, cut this and cut that because he knows. Now that now he understands, he can do the right thing. And that is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows and we don't know. And Allah mentioned this, Allah knows and you don't know. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we never lose faith in Him, we continue to ask Him. And we know that if he, if Allah put that thought in your mind, then inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you what you ask for. And of course we continue to work for what we ask for. If we make dua and we do not make the effort, it means we are not serious with the dua. Somebody who simply asks a question, who simply says, I want this, but he makes no effort to get it, it means the person doesn't really want it. Right? So making dua and making effort are things to be to go hand in hand, inshallah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our duas and to reward us for our duas and to give us what we ask with khair and afia according to his own rida. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين والسلام عليكم ورحمه الله وبركاته